Hello and welcome to our podcast. We hope it encourages and inspires you. Please head to our website for more information on what is happening at Ashburton New Life or to get in touch. One of our team would love to talk to you. Here's today's message. Good, Donna. Thank you, Martin. Right there, perfect. <laughs> oh, 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 pressure, pressure. <laughs> Fantastic. Hey, great to be with you this morning. Uh, I love church. Just saying, I love coming here and meeting with everybody. It's the highlight of my week. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to continue on with our Who Is This Jesus Sermon Series. I like to stay on this one all year. I love it. I love yes. it. It's a, it's a good sermon series. I mean, so many people have focused on end times and times and seasons, but we're going to focus on Jesus. Yeah. The kingdom of God is at hand right now. Yeah. He wants to establish his kingdom in our hearts. And he wants us to influence our communities and our nations right. right now. Right. Don't be looking out there. Look now. Yeah. Look within you. That's Establish right. the kingdom within for the time is now yeah. for the yeah. preaching of the yeah. gospel, yeah. sharing the good news. And uh, it helps us if we know Jesus and we're close to him. Uh, I've got a picture. And this is an amazing picture coming up right now. You might recognize some people oh, in here. Yeah. Uh, Melanie and Joffrey on our left. They're part of this church. Yeah. They often come to the second service because they're Filipinos, and the Filipinos love to fill out that aisle in the, in the second service. But many of you will also recognize Victor Akini on the right. He was part of this church for three or four years, three or four years ago. He used to often be on the, on the keys. He's been doing some big weights since he's left here. He's bench pressing like over 150 kilos these days. Uh, he's very strong. And he's in a new role, which is the military aid for Her Excellency, the Dame Patsy Redding, our, our Governor-General. Wow. He's military aid for her. So, wow, he's, he's come through Ashburton and that's what he's, he's doing now. And so this picture is taken at Government House in Wellington. And the next picture is a picture of Melanie and Joffrey with her excellency, Dame Patsy Reddy, and Sir David. Do you see that? Can everybody say, Sir David? Sir. Not just Dave, Sir David. <laughs> and so, what does the Governor-General of New Zealand do? Well, she kind of represents the Queen and the Commonwealth, and it's about facilitating the work of the Commonwealth Parliament and Government. Commissioning the Prime Minister, appointing ministers and assistant ministers. So this is a pretty big deal. Wow. And now the next picture we have of Joffrey sitting right next to Her Excellency Dame Patsy Reddy, our Governor-General, having a meal. Now I was thinking... I got on pretty good with Victor when he was here. <laughs> I used to catch up with coffees and catch up with him. He was got Nigerian heritage and I love learning about cultures as many of you know and I caught up with him quite a bit and I was thinking, I can see myself sitting there. I'm not really a, a suit and tie type person though. No. I've got a, a fat face and a thick neck. Or was it the other way around? <laughs> and, and I struggled to do a get a shirt that does up there, so I'm not really the suit and tie guy, but I'd wear my best jeans and my best t-shirts or anything like that. Did you see me there? I'm 
wear a black t-shirt on occasion like that. But I could see myself there and just enjoying myself and I'd be like, you're not going to finish that? I could, I could help you out. And I'd be like, pass the gravy, Davy. I would have a great time being in, in there. And now we have a picture of all the food, like, look at this. Wow. That's not mince on toast or fish and chips, is it? Wow, that's quite, quite special. <clears throat> but um, in looking at um, Joffrey and Melanie up there with Victor, they got there, and it's not because of what they know, it's who they know. Yes. And that's a Kiwi saying, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And so, that, isn't it awesome that they got to go and be there? Um, the title of my message today is The Invitation. An invitation says, I've still got communion in my mouth. An invitation says, you are wanted, you are welcome, you are included. Invitations are amazing, aren't they? We should never expect an invitation or think we've got one by right, but always appreciate when we get one. Yeah. Now, one third of Jesus' teachings was in parables, word pictures, illustrations, to show us about the kingdom of God. He'd have to, he'd have to use earthly things to show us heavenly things and godly things. And so he would use stories to illustrate the kingdom of God. Of God, and uh, we've got this parable in Luke chapter 14. It might be called the Great Supper, the Invitation. It's an amazing parable that reveals the kingdom of God to us, so we can understand it. So this is chapter 14, verse 16. Then he said to him, "A certain man gave a great supper and invited many, and sent his servant at supper time to say to those who were invited, Come." For all things are now ready. But they all with one accord began to make excuses. The first said to him, I have brought a piece of ground and I must go and see it. I ask you to have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I am going to test them. I ask you to have me excused. Still another said, I have married a wife and therefore I cannot come. So the servant came and reported these things to his master. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servants, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in here the poor and the maimed and the lame and the blind. And the servant said, Master, it is done as you commanded and still there is room. Then the master said to the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them. I love that. Compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I say to you that none of those men who were invited shall taste my supper. God is likening, Jesus is likening the kingdom of heaven to a great supper to a wedding feast. And aren't they amazing to be part of? Yeah. A great supper, a wedding feast. Aren't they incredible? And he's not happy about the fact that some people have made some pretty weak and lame excuses. The first guy says, I've brought a farm, and now I'm going to go and see it. I mean, that's just ridiculous. 
Not even on the Canterbury Plains would we buy a farm without looking at it first. And we know on the Canterbury Plains that the soil is rich and it's flat and it's productive. But it's not like that on the Middle East. I mean, in the Middle East, you've got mountains and rock where you cannot farm anything. And then you've got fertile valleys. You would not buy a farm in the Middle East without looking at that farm first. That is a ridiculous excuse. The next guy says, I brought uh, five, five pairs of oxen. This is ridiculous too. I mean, one worker can work a pair of oxen. This is a huge investment. And you would not buy those oxen without looking at them first. I mean, they might be unhealthy, they might be lame. I mean, you would look at the oxen before you brought them. This is a huge investment. And then the next guy says, I'm just married. I'm not coming. What, what bride doesn't like to dress up and have a fancy, fancy dinner? I mean, they love that. These excuses are weak and pathetic, and it makes our Lord angry. But the revelation we have is that there is room for more. Yeah. God wants his kingdom to be full. He wants people to come and taste and see that the kingdom of God and the Lord Jesus Christ is good. Yeah. I kind of see it that the master is the Lord Jesus Christ. But we are like the servants. You see, we are on co-mission to make disciples, to preach the gospel. We're on mission for God. We're like the servants. Jesus isn't coming here to preach the gospel. Yeah. That's our job. Yeah. That's our role, right. to go out and compel the people to come in so that they may taste and see that the kingdom of God is good. Yeah. God is good. I mean, we've had a taste of the kingdom today. In the prayer meeting this morning, man, we... The prayer meeting just stopped and the presence of God was here. God interrupted as people came to church. But it was here and it was amazing. And then we had an incredible time of worship, didn't we? Time of breakthrough with prayer and amazing communion. The kingdom of God Amen. is here. Amen. This is a place where people can come and taste the kingdom. Taste what it is like on heaven. It's like a banquet, spiritually. And so we are to compel them to come in to the house of God, to the kingdom of God, and to know Jesus. And I love a wedding banquet and a good supper. I mean, you've got to imagine all that food. You've got the best of baked breads, salads, vegetables, all kinds of meat. And then you've got the, the herbs and the spices and the smells, and it's amazing. And so you've got a banquet in the kingdom of God. And I love a banquet at a wedding. And I like to circle the table before I get my plate. So I know what's there. And uh, they often leave the best to last, which is the meat. And I'm like a 40% vegetable, 60% meat is about right for my portion. Maybe 70% meat, 30% veggie. So I get my plate and I go past the bread and I go past the salad. I get to the vegetables and two small potatoes, two bits of kumara, a bit of cauliflower and cheese, 12 peas. It's perfect. And then I go past the chicken because the chicken's for the ladies. It's 
another beast of all. And then I get to the meat, and you often got the guy carving the meat, and he'll kind of put two slivers of ham on your plate and pause, and I'm like, uh, I'd like some more of that, please, and can you cut it a bit fatter? And I like a bit of beef and lamb, and then a bit of gravy. Oh, that's what the kingdom of God is like, a fine banquet. And it's our job, you know, we, we've tasted, we know how good it is. Not just say, oh, you won't come along. Compel them. Jesus is good. The church is good. The kingdom of God is good. You must come. And we get them out of hedges. I never see people in hedges. Somebody's got there before me. Yeah. Hedges. Isn't that just hilarious? Highways and byways and hedges. I love it. But these people with excuses. These people didn't go to the banquet because they didn't want to go to the banquet. And it makes God angry. It breaks his heart and they will be shut out. And it's, I just like preach to myself now. I never want to be ma making excuses for why I'm not going to church or part of a life group or doing my devotion or reading my Bible or listening to a sermon because the kingdom of God is here and it is at hand now. And I want to be one that influences others into the kingdom because it is good. And I'm back to Melanie and Joffrey now. They got a once-in-a-lifetime invitation to go to the government house to be with the governor general they could have had excuses they've got a family they've got small children that could be an excuse they both work that's another excuse and what would they wear and then they have to travel it's not like they didn't just hop in their car Wellington's across the ocean I mean you've got to you've got to get a ferry or a plane. But they made it a priority and they went. Don't we celebrate that today that they went and enjoyed yes. that? We have an invitation to sit at the table of the creator of the universe, the king of kings and the lord of lords, and to enjoy his presence forever. Yeah. That's even better. And as we look today at being an inviter, I want you to know that Jesus, when he walked the earth, he was a great inviter himself. Always looking for people, seeking people out. Inviting people to step out of a life they were in into a life which they could nearly believe or imagine. I mean, I think of the woman at the well. The Jewish people seen the Samaritans as unclean. Most of the Jews would go out of their way to avoid Samaria. Jesus intentionally went through it. And he intentionally went after a woman who was avoiding people. She was at the well at the middle of the day so that she wouldn't see people. And Jesus intentionally went to her and engaged in conversation. And this is like the longest conversation in the this, in this scripture that took place. And Jesus is revealing to her that he is the Messiah. He's talking about the kingdom of God. He is talking about worship. And this woman has an encounter and she becomes the first evangelist in history. Yeah. Telling others about Jesus and influencing others into the kingdom of God. 
Jesus sought her out. And then there's Zacchaeus, the tax collector. Tax collectors are seen as robbers, cheaters, traitors. They're despised. But Jesus spots Zacchaeus and says, come down out of that tree. I'm going to eat with you today. I'm going to hang out with you. Jesus gave him profound honour. He gave him honour he didn't even deserve. But he brought the kingdom to earth. And part of the kingdom of God is honour. It's love. It's grace. It's forgiveness. It's mercy. It's peace. It's joy. You see, we have the kingdom of God within us too. We can show honour like that. Jesus showed him honour. And it changed his heart. Jesus sees people that others didn't see. Jesus includes people that others wouldn't want, would want to exclude. He is the inviter. Now, when Jesus chooses his disciples, he deliberately chooses ordinary people. Normally, the disciples were the Bible scholars. But Jesus said, no, I don't want those. I want to choose ordinary people. I'm going to use ordinary, everyday people, the uh, high school dropouts, to change the world. In John 1 verse 43, the following day Jesus wanted to go to Galilee and he found Philip. You see that? He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Jesus found him and he invited him. Jesus doesn't see people for who they are. He sees them for who they can. Jesus doesn't see ordinary, uneducated men. He sees men who will turn the world upside down and change history. Jesus would call greatness out of people. Yeah, There's some so greatness in this room yeah. today. This room is full of greatness. Sarah, you're full of greatness. You're full of the kingdom of God. The favor of God is upon you. Harry, you're an influencer. God is calling you to influence many. Peter, you're... Tall, you're strong, you're called to stand tall and influence people for the kingdom. We are called to be influencers, to compel and invite people to taste of the kingdom of God. Matthew 4, verse 18 to 20. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea. For they were fishermen. Then he said to them, and this isn't read, this isn't read in my Bible, this is Jesus' words, follow me and I will make you a fisher of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. He's saying, follow me and fish. That's a word for us today. We are to follow and fish, follow and invite. The great inviter is inviting but also speaking to their divine purpose to be an inviter of others. You know, that's what we're to do. We're to invite people to this great supper, the wedding feast, the banquet. It's, it's there, it's ready, it's prepared. We're to invite people. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Who here today would say, you're really good at fishing? You often catch more fish than others. You're good at fishing. Come on. Harry, you're a fisherman. You're, you're good at it. Who else? Would, Fletcher's good at fishing. Oh, there's more. Come on, don't be this key. Steve, everybody's just saying, 
Cook Islanders are best at reaching Cook Islanders. Maldives are best at reaching Maldives. White Kiwi Europeans are best at their own culture. You can fish in your own culture. God's called you to impact people of your own culture and other cultures. Something else about fishing, you have to fish at the level where the fish are. If you're out at sea, Kawai are at the top, and the Teriki, they're in the middle. Blue cod, you've got to have a sinker on and get right down to the bottom, because that's where the blue cod are. It's the same in the kingdom of God. We've got to get to their level. We're called to be the light of the world, not the light of the church. We are called to go into all the world. The, the, the world isn't told to go to the church. The church is told to go to the world. And so we need to get down to their level, into their brokenness, into their hurt, into their pain, into their suffering, and get to where they're at so that we can bring them, invite them into the kingdom of God. We need to get to where they are at and go through what they're going through. Another thing about fishing, fishing for fishing, fishing for people, it requires patience. It requires perseverance. And what does a fisherman do after fishing all day and catching nothing? He goes, tomorrow I'm getting up earlier. I'm going to a different spot and I'm trying a different bait. Fishermen don't give up, they keep fishing and they keep trying. But then, you know, it is hard. I mean, there's been people that I've been fishing for, friends and family, for over 20 years, and it is discouraging. It is hard. And then there's been people I've invited to church, and I'm looking for them, and they said they're going to come, and they don't. And it breaks your heart. And they always have a good excuse. But we persevere. We keep on going. We keep on fishing and because when you get a fish it's a it's photo worthy you know and you, you never see a sad fisherman with a fish I mean if you're in a rugby photo it's like this I don't know why we do that it's traditional we don't smile in a rugby photo we're staunch we're tough but you can smile with a fish <laughs> and so it is in the kingdom of God when somebody comes to Christ when somebody tastes of the kingdom of heaven, there is joy and celebration everywhere, even in heaven. And I'm hoping we've got some people getting baptized next Sunday because that's a celebration as well. People on the journey with Christ. You are not called just to follow. You are called to follow and to fish. Jesus' priority was to bring people into the kingdom of God finding lost people and give them a new life, a hope and a purpose. Jesus loves people. He died for people. Why? So they can come to God and into the kingdom of God, the great wedding feast. As servants of the Master, we are asked to go out to the highways and the byways and drag them out of the hedges and trees, even into Samaria, to the drug addicts, to the prostitutes and say, come, you're invited to the Master's table. Taste and see it is good. Yes. There is room in the kingdom for more. Yes. God will just set another table, prepare another room. There is room for more yes. in the kingdom of God. Romans 10 verse 13. 
For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You will experience the kingdom of God by calling on the name of the Lord. But this is an interesting verse that follows it. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? You see, we're in commission. It's our role to be the servants and to invite. It's really sad to think that people would turn down the invitation to the kingdom of God. What's even sadder, if people don't turn down an invitation, they never knew they were invited. Because we didn't invite them. Compel them. Ask them to come. I mean, if you go to a great restaurant, you tell others, won't you? If you go and see a great movie, you tell others about the great movie. Yep. If Jesus changed your life, will you tell them about that? If you're part of a great church, will you invite them to your church? You can, you can say, this is a great church and it ain't like your grandmother's church. Unless your grandmother's Granny Trish. <laughs> or Lynn Coppard. You say, this is an awesome church. It's not normal. You'll have fun at this church. Come and taste and see. Because, I mean, people can experience the kingdom of God in a place like this. And why? Because God inhabits the praises of his people. When we come together like this today and we sing, God doesn't have to come, but he does. He wants to. The Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. When we worship him, when we honor him, he always comes and he always moves. I mean, is this not the closest thing to heaven on earth when we meet like this and there's a culture of love and honor and respect? I just love how Lisa greeted Sarah today with honor and love. That's the kingdom of God. People get to taste it in a place like this. I love, I love Psalm 22, verse 3, and the Passion Translation, that's Lisa's favourite Bible. Yet I know that you are most holy. It's indisputable. You are God enthroned, surrounded with songs, living among the shouts of praise of the princely people. God comes when we worship Him and lift Him up. And if you tell them about a great restaurant, if you tell them about a great movie, why won't you tell them about a great church? And invite them. I mean, it's an easy way of reaching people, and they just come to church with me. And another great key for catching fish and getting close to finishing, um, I'll get uh, John up on keys. We're not going to finish with the song, we'll finish with the word today. Um, a great way of revealing the kingdom of God is sharing your story and sharing your testimonies. You don't have to have it all together to share your story. It's probably best you don't even pretend that you've got it all together. Just share your testimony and your story. You are called to be a witness, not an attorney. Is that good? You don't have to have all the answers for the cross-examination. You just need to be a witness and share your testimony and your story. And I often break my testimony down into three parts. Before Christ, coming to Christ, and my life after Christ. And I, I can share it in a minute, two minutes, five minutes, ten minutes, twenty minutes. You, can, you tell me how much time I've got, and I can share my testimony. 
I'm normally doing it in about a minute when I'm just sharing with people evangelizing. I was an alcoholic. I was far from God. I was lost. God changed my life. My life is better. I have peace. I have joy. I'm a better husband. I'm a better father. How long did that take? 20 seconds. Share your story. Share your testimony. 1 John 5 verse 10. He who believes in the Son of God has the witness in himself. You have the witness of God in you. Yeah. Now in the New Living Translation, all who believe in the Son of God know in their hearts that this testimony is true. You have the witness and the testimony of God within you. And you can invite people into the kingdom because what is already established in your heart. Jesus teaches us that lost people are a priority to him. I said earlier, it's not what you know, it's who you know. It's the same for the life to come. If you know the right people on the earth, they can open doors of opportunity for you. If you know Jesus, he's the only one that can open the door into eternal life with God. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. It's not what you know, it's who you know. It's about people understanding the Master and his love and his kingdom and what he's done on the cross and purchased for us. Uh, I think we all get a little bit scared about evangelism, sharing our faith. It's a stepping out and it's hard. Um, and today I want a response to this word. You don't want to just be a follower, you want to be a fisher and that's what we're called to do. But I want to just see God's grace come upon you, God's anointing come upon you, which is enabling and is empowering, and boldness to come upon you. So if you're committed to being a follower and a fisher today, I want you to stand so that I can pray for you, a grace to come upon you. So I'm, I'm probably expecting lots of people, most people to stand and say, I'm going to be a follower and a fisher. I'm going to persevere, I'm going to keep going, I'm going to keep asking. I'm going to keep inviting so that people can taste of the kingdom of God. You know, you're the best person to influence your school, your workplace, your sports team. God has perfectly placed you there. Not that you're perfect, but you're the perfect person to share your testimony and witness. Maybe you just want to reach up your hand as I pray. Lord, you see these hearts. You see these people. This is a day of celebration because there is incredible influence in this room. And Lord, you say that the righteous are as bold as a lion. Let your boldness come in Jesus' name. Power them. Equip them. Bless them. Anoint them, Lord God. Lord, we pray into divine opportunities for sharing their faith. And Lord, we are committed to persevering and persevering and persevering, Lord, because we want to have the celebration with you when the people come into the kingdom, that great banquet with you. So Lord, bless each and every person that's here today. In Jesus' name, amen.